News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the Minister for Integration, Roger Gorman, has said that any asylum seeker arriving in Ireland for the next month may have to live on the streets, as there's a very real risk the government will not be able to accommodate them. We're joined uh, by the CEO of Duras, John Lannan, and by the Fianna Fáil TD, Cahill Crow. Uh, John Lannan, to you first. Um, were you surprised by what the Minister had to say, or is he just reflecting the reality of the situation? We are struggling to cope with the huge numbers coming into this country at the moment. Well, we're worried about what the, the minister has just had to say. Um, the situation we're facing now where asylum seekers could potentially be left homeless is, as I said, really worrying. It's a new law for international protection system here in Ireland. And urgent action is needed now to address the situation. And that's not just from the Department of Children who have, I'd have to say, been left carrying the can for the accommodation of close to 80,000 people this year, but it's needed from all of government. We need to see a concerted effort now, a coordinated effort, to bring accommodation that meets the basic needs of international protection applicants and, of course, beneficiaries of temporary protection from Ukraine. Okay, into, um, you, say it's, you say it's a new law. I mean, have you no sympathy for the situation the government has found themselves in? I mean, they, like it, it has been... Uh, an unprecedented number, which couldn't have been anticipated even 12 months ago. It's it, they're firefighting effectively. We have a lot of sympathy for the government and particularly for the Department of Children on this. They've done tremendous work over the last year in finding the amount of accommodation that they have found. But they've been in crisis response mode since last February when the, the war in Ukraine broke out. And over the year, the number of international protection applicants has increased as a result of the amount of wars that are taking place around the world in other parts of, of the world. And, of course, the consequences of other forms of persecution and oppression and indeed climate change. But we have legal as well as moral obligations to the people who are coming in. And through our daily work in Doris, you know, we find that we've a lot of sympathy for the people who are fleeing from those persecutions oh, yeah, and wars. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, look, here well. no, no, and look, I think anybody who's any bit of, so any right-thinking person has huge sympathy for them. But but I suppose the, the, the question is, like, at, at some point, are, are we going to reach a stage where we, we literally just cannot cope? Not through any lack of desire to do the right thing, but just because of a capacity constraint. Indeed, we're we're struggling to cope now and we won't if urgent, decisive action isn't taken across government here now to to respond to this. Um, We're not going to stop the inflow of people seeking protection here in Ireland. That's always going to be a reality. People risk their lives to find safety. We know crossing the Mediterranean, taking on the dangerous journeys across the Channel, for example, between France and the UK. So right now we need to explore all available options to get us through this okay. crisis. I'll point. come back to you in a minute as to what you think needs to happen, but I do want to bring in Cahill Crow, the Fianna Fáil uh, TD. Cahill, what, what do you think should happen? Well, look, I'm from Meelik, where Nakashin, I think everyone in the country has heard of that in recent weeks. We've had the Nakashin Centre, the longest full-time use um, direct provision centre in our, in our place right back since 1956. We've been taking in refugees and proudly giving a high level of care as they start out a life of protection, fleeing war, famine and persecution. But what we saw last June was the arrival of something brand new in our community, uh, army tents. Uh, they were put up last June. I cautioned the doll this was the wrong approach. This was a departure from 
all the types of buildings we had seen on site over many decades. The tents came, um, there wasn't too much kerfuffle, and then arrived. we arrived in the month of December where temperatures had plummeted to minus 10. And then it became a national debate, and the men who were in those tents were moved out into proper accommodation, and we believed that was the end of it, only to find last week, uh, despite promises that there would no, be nobody returning to these tents. They're back in there again. Yeah, but Carl, sorry uh, sorry to cut across you. And I don't doubt how genuine you're being about this. And nobody wants to see anybody in a tent, ideally. But, but like, you're speaking... It's easy to, to, to say that. The reality is, maybe there just wasn't an, an alternative. Like, we can't magic up accommodation. No, and and capacity is an issue here. And, and I was watching very closely what the Minister said yesterday. The government are breaking their back to try to find accommodation and it's the right thing to do. These people I was a teacher for some of these refugee children when I graduated. Uh, their situations are harrowing. They need help and support yeah. but putting someone out on the street isn't the level of care and support the nation should be providing. Putting them into a tent putting them into a warehouse in Shannon isn't the level of support. So um, look what I heard loud and clear from the Ministry yesterday is there will be additional capacity achieved in mid-February. That is that's about three, three and a half weeks out and I think the sensible and prudent thing is that our intake and where we where we allocate people, where we provide accommodation, needs to be in some way guided by that capacity. To so sorry, it's just to, sorry. There, can I just ask you? Are you saying until we have that extra accommodation, we should limit the numbers coming in? No, I think I think there needs to be a common sense approach here. In no, but sorry, what do you mean? Because you said you said we have to manage the intake. You're, yeah, you're jumping in. I'm about to explain it. Okay. Um, what happened in March of this year was very impressive. I pass uh, all the government agencies coordinating this crisis had their boots on the ground in Clare. And Minister Norma Foley's department, I think, undertook the most impressive capacity mapping. They contacted every single school right down to class level. Where have you places? Where do you not yeah, have places? And that informed, absolutely. that informed decision making. That kind of capacity mapping, um, certainly in this part of the country, hasn't happened to any great extent in recent months, to the point we now have people in fields. Okay, so you're not saying, you're not saying restrict the numbers, you're saying manage the no, numbers, be- distribute manage, the numbers better. Absolutely, absolutely. Manage it better and be aware of where in the country there's capacity, where in the country there isn't Is that capacity. not happening, though? No, it, it, it did happen very effectively in, in the spring of last year. But if you take the, vi- the village of Liston-Varna in Clare, um, that has a population ordinarily of around 300 people. It now has a population of around 1,300 people. They're very welcome. Their stories are harrowing. But the capacity to provide healthcare, education, none of that has increased incrementally to meet their needs. And this is the kind of crisis that there needs yeah, to be... Again, a, a again, Carl. Be, again, Carl. Again, Carl. Of course, it's, but sorry, Carl. It's easy to be critical. You can't magic up doctors. You can't magic, manage up teachers. No, I, you can't magic up classrooms. A, yeah, I agree. I'm not taking an armchair position. This I hold a weekly refugee clinic. I, I was a teacher for refugees. I'm not magicking up an opinion here from, from an armchair. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you an informed opinion on the ground. I'm telling you that there was best practice uh, 10 months ago where every agency you could imagine was on the ground ensuring this was happening properly and being rolled out properly. And I said to Minister Radical Gorm the other day, you need to get those boots back on the ground. Certain quarters are beyond capacity and Okay. hugely struggling at this point and there are other parts of this country where there is capacity and if I can just say I, I was so impressed there a few weeks ago um, Brough County Limerick 
at one of those old convent buildings that so many towns have. And, they, you know, they've spent years scratching heads. What do we do with it? So the government stepped in and they said, right, this town has capacity okay. in terms of education, GP care. Let's convert to convents. They're all doing right, that. All right, Carl. So more, more of that kind of thing. I, I, I just, just to finish, I just to finish, I do want to bring John Lannan back in. John, uh, just very briefly, what would you like to see happening over the coming weeks? We need to explore all the available options to get us through this crisis point. We also need to combine that with a long-term plan to ensure we have sustainable fit-for-purpose accommodation for everyone who seeks protection here. We need to do things like getting the modular rapid-built homes in place as a matter of urgency. We need to use vacant state land to build. Work on the refurbishment and renovation of unused buildings um, needs to happen. There are disused barracks and other options owned by the state that could still be brought into use. We need to build the reception centres that form part of phase one of the white paper on ending direct provision. This is something that was highlighted by an expert group before okay. Christmas again. And we need to make sure that every available option, large or small, that's identified around the country, and this is often done very effectively by local authorities who have the best knowledge of what's happening on the ground. We need to bring them into use. John Lannan, uh, uh, CEO of Duras, uh, Fianna Fáil TD, Cahill Crow. Uh, Thanks to both of you uh, for joining us. 53106. Let us know what you think of what's been suggested there and let us know what you think of the issue generally. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.